0: Alright, you are listening to the Alaskan Commons podcast with me, John Areno, alongside Craig Teuton And uh, it is about 10 minutes until 11 o'clock. And uh, I think enough has happened here where we can make some bold announcements. Uh, so, how about that blue wave, Craig? Um, it crested somewhere else, if at all. <laughs> so, uh, we're talking right now, reporting to you with about, in terms of statewide races, uh, a little under 70%, uh, that's with, right now that that's 33.59% of votes cast, so you still have some wiggle room in terms of uh, the statewide races, I'm going to pull up the numbers really quickly, so... Uh, In 2016, which was a presidential race, you had about 61% voter turnout. Last midterms in 2014, it was 56.1. So we're at 33.59. So you got like 15 points to work with in terms of the statewide. Uh, Having said that, right now, Don Young, the incumbent, is up about uh, over over 20,000 votes about Uh, over Elise Galvin, 53% to 46%. Uh, The Mike Dunleavy and Kevin Meyer ticket for governor is up 52% to about 44% by Begich, again, with about 66.5% of precincts reporting. Our legislative update, um, so basically we had, going into this, a split in between the Senate and the House. The House was run by a Democratic-led majority coalition with uh, Democrats and then uh, East Anchorage representative Gabriella Dew, who Democrats uh, gave a lot of leverage to, put her in charge of uh, the House Judiciary Committee. Um, And also Louise Stutes came with her. And they lost ground tonight, huh Craig?
1: Uh, the coalition did. Um, the um, the Republicans that you mentioned that caucused with the Democrats um, uh, have suffered pretty significantly. Stutz is the exception; she's uh, she's winning handily. But um, Representative uh, Paul Seaton, um, who. Uh, was a registered republican he's now nonpartisan ran on the um democratic uh ran in the democratic primary uh, paul seaton has gone down to sarah vance uh, so that's one lost seat um, and uh, gabrielle Ledoux, uh is in a, a pretty tight race in district 15 there are only 60 percent uh 60 reporting in that race um it looks like uh she has a lead that um she will probably uh retain but
0: much much tighter than one would have expected so what do you think uh do you think this is enough to break up the majority coalition in the in the house yes um at this point it looks like there are
1: uh 20 seats that are um determined already in favor of the current minority um, as we're
0: speaking don young has entered the room with his procession <laughs> behind him to claim victory uh this is a congressman who has been in office since uh, before i was born uh they kind of as as we've said before there was an interesting comparison between the ads that supported Dunleavy over Begich calling uh, Begich running for governor against Dunleavy, uh, a career politician, and then turning around and uh, telling voters to vote for Don Young because of his experience. But Don Young quite handily beat independent challenger Elise Galvin as it stands right now. Sorry, go ahead, Greg.
1: Uh, No, no problem. Um, So right now it looks like uh, there are uh... twenty races um, that have uh... broken in favor of the current house minority uh... there are a couple that are still tight uh, representative lance pruitt uh... doesn't have a huge lead over liz snyder but it's uh... it's growing and um, uh... josh revak um, was trailing pat higgins for a while but uh... has taken the lead in that race and that looks to uh... Be growing as well. Uh, Josh Rivak's lead in that race,
0: and we um, should remember that uh, Pat Higgins. There's either a Pat or a Patty Higgins running every cycle, every two years against uh, the Republican in the, in that seat. Right. Until now, it's been Sharice Millet, uh, who Rivak defeated in the primary. At this time of night uh, in 2016, it looked like Pat Higgins was ahead of Millet. Uh, Millet um, to the point where they actually sent him down to Juneau to orientation, uh, quite presumptive on the Democrats' part, and Millet ended up uh, supplanting him in the final vote and retained her seat. Now it looks like Revac is not going to let uh, Higgins make it down to Juno in an advanced declaratory, declaratory statement, or declarative statement. uh. No, that's gonna be Revac's trip to make. Uh, Revac uh,
1: unseated Millet in the Republican primary, and it looks like he has the District 25 seat. Uh, The only way that um, the current House majority um, draws even, uh for a twenty twenty split is if catherine Dodge uh wins district one right now she's trailing by seventy nine votes with a hundred percent reporting. Uh and also if uh, Gabrielle Ledoux um, does win her seat and then decides to go for the tie rather than joining uh the current
0: um Republican minority um, Which is kind of funny considering the only thing I think that would give Representative Ledoux any incentive to buck her own party and still remain with the, the, the coalition is the fact that her own party chair uh, called her a turncoat and ran a Republican write-in candidate Jake Sloan against her but I something tells me that won't be enough incentive to uh, uh, inspire her to hold on to caucus with the Democrats. No, um,
1: and that is is probably going to be the case for a number of rural Democrats who are part of the current majority. Um, they have caucused with Republicans in the past. Um, it's it's key for them to caucus with the majority so that they can uh, protect their uh, rural districts when uh, the budget is being negotiated. And if uh, if you have uh, Bart LeBon win that District 1 seat, um, and uh, the current House minority achieves a majority, I think you will start to see um, folks like Ledoux and uh, potentially uh, Anil Foster uh, even a uh, Bryce Edgman, uh, who is caucus with Republicans in the past, you start to see them go over to um, a new Republican-controlled uh, majority, and it's just a question of how many uh, Democrats would be left um, in a minority position and um,
0: what sort of what sort of clout they could retain. Uh, and also, and we should uh make it clear that in terms of ballots to be counted you you mentioned the uh district one Catherine dodge and bart LeBon were uh it, it was just about 15 minutes ago saying that it was a dead heat you're saying uh barton LeBon pulled ahead uh by about 100 votes uh, yes, as it
1: stands right now, it looks like uh, it's a seventy-nine vote lead uh,
0: for Lebon, with one hundred percent of the precincts reporting. And I talked to the Division of Elections earlier just to clarify some points. And uh, the ballots counted tonight include uh, absentee ballots and early ballots up through yesterday, November fifth. So all that's really left to to, to count uh, left is going to be uh, absentee ballots received today or ones that were sent out and haven't been received yet um and then obviously any question ballots or or, uh remaining absentee ballots that are that are that have been sent out but haven't been collected yet and it's
1: it's really tough at this stage um when you're when you're counting absentees um to overcome uh, a, a deficit like that. I think Dodge has a shot in District 1 at 79 votes, um, but uh, uh, Josh Rivak's lead, I don't see that uh, going away. Lance Pruitt's lead, I think he retains that. It might even grow a little bit. Um, and um, Gabrielle Ledoux, I think her her lead grows, but again, uh, she's a member of the current majority because of the uh, power that that affords her in the legislature Um, and um, if she can find any commonality with the Republican caucus uh, she will um, she will try to to do uh, the best for her district um, by getting the most a uh, powerful position that that she can. That's that's how the caucus system works. So
0: again, uh, looking at the numbers for the governor's race. Uh, here, sorry, one second. My computer is bugging out on me. It's about to shut down now. My computers about to shut down for some reason. But uh, just looking at the uh, uh, U.S. Representative Don Young, currently with a vote tally of one hundred one thousand one hundred eighty-four votes. With 66.5% reporting, so if you look at his uh, um, 2014 numbers, you know uh, it's it's on track for being similar to that. Uh, that was one of his more competitive races in recent history. That was against in 2014 against Forrest Dunbar, who's now an Anchorage Assembly person. Uh, in that year, he got 142,000 of the vote, about 51%. So he's on track to to either get that far or maybe a, a tick above. Uh, so a disappointing night for Elise Galvin, but again, Don Young is more of a tradition and an institution than than uh, an election up here. So uh, it's a pretty valiant effort by Elise Galvin. And as far as uh, the gubernatorial race, uh, Mike Dunleavy right now has ninety-nine thousand six hundred, just just shy of a hundred thousand votes. To Mark Begich is about 84,000 84, It's uh, 52% to 44% About um, That's again with about 66% of the vote in That's a lot of ground to make up For Begich And, and his lieutenant governor Deborah Call So what we're looking at is uh, Unified government In Republican control uh, A far cry from the hopes Of a blue wave and a, a transcendent uh... score for the democrats tonight also the proposition one uh... has been defeated i i, I think we're pretty safe to call that at this point resoundingly uh, there there is no hope for that and also it should be noted that uh... judge michael corey who is uh... under fire uh, for his uh... handling of the brett schneider case the the horrible incident where Justin Justin Schneider Justin Schneider where a woman was sexually assaulted uh, and ended up getting time served Um, for one of the first times if not the first time in history uh, Judge Michael Corey has voters have not retained him uh, as Don Young makes his way past me cajoling with uh, former candidate for assembly Nick Mo alright yep that happened. That's still happening. Uh, and yeah, that about sums it up for tonight. I think. Uh, no surprises, really. I think that have gone the Democrats' way. No, that um, Paul Seaton losing to Sarah Vance is a huge surprise. It's exactly what I was going to say. When that
1: seat went to Sarah Vance, it really, it really spelled um, the outcome for for the night for the House Majority Coalition. Um, the gubernatorial race—I expected this uh, that to go down to the absentee um, absentee counting. It's it's sealed. Uh, Mike Dunleavy is the next governor of the state of Alaska, and uh, not only does that mean that he um, wields the line item veto when it comes time for the budget, and um, he is a has said that he is a a huge fan of budget cuts Um, he also will be able to appoint two of the five members to the redistricting board uh, following the 2020 census um, which uh, could mean that we have some. further gerrymandered
0: districts <laughs> I was I just was gonna th- just going to throw that language out there I know you're going to be more diplomatic about it I was it. trying but yeah you you hit the nail on the head well uh, that's going to be it for us I'm going to go home and drown myself in fake beer and <laughs> we're going to let Craig get back to his wife and uh, that's all for now this is uh, John Arono and Craig Toon at the Alaska Commons podcast brought to you by the Anchorage Press guess what folks Everything tonight, outside of Paul Seaton, and maybe the Jason Gren race, which uh, apparently, despite my my suspicions, apparently Dustin Darden did play more of a spoiler than uh, once expected. Uh, Which should remind everybody, don't just vote for the letter behind a name next time. I don't know why that lesson bared repeating, but apparently it it necessitated it. 12% of you are terrified of fluoride. Uh, Everything else went down pretty much the way we expected, and uh, we'll try this again in a couple of years. Night.